Blog Talk Radio. Come on, let everything that hath breath praise you, the Lord. 
Come on, you're boring his air, and you got some nerve to sit up there quietly. Glory to God. Come on and open up your mouths tonight. Come on, we can praise him. He's been good to us. In spite of whatever you see, in spite of whatever is going on, in spite of whether Mueller testified today, tomorrow, or the next day, glory to God, God will still be God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We ought not to get ourselves. Hallelujah. Glory to God, uh, unfocused and unhinged from God. Glory to God. Come on and let's open up our mouths tonight. Come on and let's rejoice in the Lord, our Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, we come to bless him tonight. David declares, the psalmist, the prophet and king says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. That's why we're here. We're here to magnify the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's been so good to us. Come on. He's, he's been a good God to each and every one of us. He yep, woke us up. To, yep, he started us on our way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To those of you out there in Radio Land, I tell you tonight, I give, uh, greetings to you. Uh, may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds. Glory to God. For all of you out there that listen to this broadcast and those that listen to Guyana Gospel Times 24-7, I bless the name of the Lord for you, your listenership. It means so much to us. Glory to God. And so we thank all of those out there, in, uh, those in Canada, those that are uh, in uh, Brazil, those that are in the United Kingdom, in London. I want to say good evening or good morning to Brother Francis out there in London tonight. East End, West End of London, thank you for your listenership. Cardiff. Tottenham, Reading, Bristol, London, uh, Coventry, glory to God, we just, Glasgow, we just thank God for each and every one of you. And to Radio.co, you technicians out there, you do a stupendous job, and I thank you. Glory to God. We thank God for all of those out there. Glory to God in Australia, those that listen by the way of Spotify, and those that listen by way of iHeartRadio, we bless the name of the Lord for you. Glory to God. Those in France. In Nice, France, glory to God. Those in Paris, hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord for you. You know, there are Christians all over the world. God has his people all over the world. Glory to God. Even in Syria, glory to God. In Argentina, in France, in French Guiana, in Guyana, in Brazil, Venezuela, Trinidad and Tobago, thank you. Glory to God. We bless the name of the Lord. And you know, all of those out there in Kenya, those in South Africa, those in Ghana, we bless the name of the Lord for each and every one of you. St. Martin, Romania, Thailand, thank you. Italy, Kenya, thank you. Zambia, China, oh, Japan, thank you. Sister Carry On, you and your husband, we pray God's blessings upon your life while you're there, while you're stationed there. We pray that uh, God will uh, uh, divinely uh, keep you. Hallelujah, glory to God, and, and we want you to come in at some time and listen to the broadcast, uh, be a part of, amen, glory to God. Those in Belgium, the Philippines, glory to God, we thank God for each and every one of you. But now that I give you your props, hallelujah, we thank God tonight. Tonight, glory to God, I am not going to be, glory to God, preaching or teaching, uh, glory to God, but I do have a guest tonight, and I was hoping that... Uh, Glory to God. 
that some of those uh, we don't see some of the mothers here tonight, but we bless the name of the Lord. We're going to move right along because it is 908. I told you all one thing that I've learned from my bishop, and uh, I thank God because he said, you know, uh, a man ought to have rule over his spirit. Amen? If you have no rule over your spirit, glory to God. You're like a a city without walls, without gates. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Want to move timely tonight. I know Apostle has to travel tomorrow, and we have some questions for him. And those who are late, well, they're just going to be on the late tip. Amen? Praise the Lord our God. But we got to move right along. I'm going to open up. Tonight, uh, uh, let me see here. I want to say good evening to 863-528. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? uh, And welcome. God bless you, Bishop Bishop Harmon. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Bless you. How are you doing? All right. We thank God for you, Bishop. Thank God for taking the time to come in and to sit with us. Glory to God. Uh, And I know that uh, Bishop has to work in the morning, so I definitely don't want to keep him Glory to God, waiting. Hallelujah. So we thank God for you, Bishop, and uh, praise the Lord our God. You get a chance to come in and and, uh, hear your daughter tonight. Glory to God. And um, I don't know where a pastor is, or she might not be able to make it, but we bless God for her anyhow. So I'm going to open up here. I have another caller. And, Bishop, let me give you the first-time caller's bell. This is what I do. I give them the first-time caller's bell, and I say welcome. Thank you. Welcome Thank you. to Global Intercessory and Ph.D. Ministry. We're live. We're on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, listen, don't let this be the last time. Come on in. Oh, drop no, in. definitely not. Glory to God. Praise we God. thank God for you. Right. And uh, right. 352-396, welcome. Uh, uh, could you tell me where you, who you are, your first name, where you're calling from? Apostle Ronnie, calling from Florida. Apostle Ronnie Hill, glory to God. Thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight uh, on the broadcast. I give you a a heads up today. You responded, and thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I also have our guest tonight, uh, Apostle David J. Short, all the way from Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, Apostle has written a book uh, called In Pursuit of God's Glory. Uh, the book is so powerful. I, I yes, pick it sir. up. I can't. Yes. And uh, Brother Mark and I uh, yes, uh, purchased the book and uh, and uh, someone else. And um, we're going to purchase that book. So we were only going to give those who purchased the book opportunity, you know, to ask questions. However, I believe the floor would be open tonight to ask questions. Glory to God. Uh, Apostle, uh, uh, Brother Mark, what we're going to do first, I'm going to ask you to do a short opening prayer. I will do the scripture reading, and then we will move right along. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord our God. All right. Here's Heavenly Father, I just come thank you, Lord, and praise your Lord for allowing us all to assemble right, one more time tonight, God, on Block Talk Radio, God. I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for being such an awesome God, Lord, and just I thank you for your word tonight, God. I say hallelujah to your name, God, because you're such a good God, Lord. And I just thank and praise you, Lord. Can we continue to pray for our churches, Lord? I lift up Greater Works Ministries to you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to continue to bless uh, Bishop and uh, Deborah Joe Harmon, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We lift them up to you, God. 
continue to strengthen the church, Lord, the deacons, and everybody there, God. We just thank and praise you, Lord. I lift up Mount Olive Baptist Church also, Lord. Dr. Eugene Johnson, Reverend Cooper, and all the staff, God. And I just thank you for the miracle that you worked on Sunday there at my church, God. And I just thank and praise you, Lord, for being such a good God, Lord, and the preaching of the word, God. And I just thank and praise you, Lord. We lift up uh, Reverend Faison, Lord, New Liberty Baptist Church in Centerville, I mean, in uh, Lewisburg, North Carolina, Lord. We lift them up, Lord, the new, the new path there, Lord. Ask you, Lord, to continue to touch the congregation and all there, God. And to need to bless the deacons, God, as they continue to come together in unity, God. We just thank you and praise you, Lord. Thank you for Evolution Church also, Lord. Pastor Stevens, God. And all the other churches is connected with that with that organization, God. And we just thank you and ask you, Lord, to continue to bless those uh, many campuses that's under Pastor Stevens, God. And just ask you, Lord, to bless them, continue to bless the young people, God, as they come in, God. And we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for just being such a good God, Lord. And I just ask you, Lord, to bless all the pastors, Lord, that's connected here with us, that's connected to everybody that's listening to me at the sound of my voice here in the States and around the world, God. And I just thank you and praise you, Lord, just for being such a good God, Lord. And I just ask you, Lord, to, for your spirit to come and tabernacle for us a little, little while while we're here with our friend, Apostle Shorts, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I just ask you, Lord, to continue to be with us, Lord, as we get ready to Go into the lesson tonight, God. And I just thank you and praise you, Lord, just for being such an awesome God. I thank you for your word, God. And I just ask you, Lord, to continue to be with Providence Messiah and be with all of us, Lord, as we here work here together, Lord, on Block Talk Radio, God. And just ask you, Lord, to continue to bless the equipment, Lord, and continue to bless us, Lord, as we continue to march up the King's Highway. And we will forever give your name to praise, God. And we say glory, hallelujah to your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. to your name. You said the good God, Lord. And I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all of what you've been doing, God. And I just ask these things in the strong and mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I say, glory, hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah, Lord, to your name, God. And I just thank you and praise you in the holy name God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say, even before I move on, hallelujah. I the fire of God already. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I say, your healing is taking place. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Mark, for the opening prayer tonight. And uh, glory to God. I have uh, one more caller, uh, 407572. Your first name, where you're calling from, please. Four zero seven five seven two. Are you there? Yes. This is Elder Merwin. I'm calling from Florida. I'm sorry. Elder Mervin from Florida. Oh, Pastor Mervin, praise God. Thank you, Pastor Mervin, for coming in. Praise God. Thank you for uh, uh, coming and joining us tonight. Praise the Lord over God. We bless God for you tonight. All right. Well, we're going to move right into the scripture reading tonight, one of the favorite passages of scripture. Uh, and I will read, uh, coming from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord reads on this wise, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim 
the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That ends the reading of tonight's scripture, the word of the Lord tonight, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. The word of the Lord is already blessed. We're going to move right along. And uh, I'm going to bring the guest to the line, and um, you will introduce yourselves to Apostle or possibly introduce themselves to you either or. Apostle David J. Short, good evening and welcome. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Well, grace and peace to you, Prophetess Messiah. This is Apostle Short. I'm honored to be on tonight, and definitely to all of God's people, and especially the men and women of God who have took out their time to come on the line tonight. I believe that God's going to deposit something in you, as well as increase you, bless you, and multiply you tonight by the glory of God. So that's my belief tonight, that if you're on here, you'll be healed. If it's something you're desiring, God's going to meet you. In every aspect of the Bible, God can do it. Amen. Praise the Lord our God. Well, we certainly want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule, knowing that you are traveling tomorrow. I don't want to hold you very long. I believe we're going to have to do this in two parts. Uh, this book is an amazing book, and the name of the book is in pursuit of God's glory. Now, I've been knowing Apostle Short, David J. Short, for about, I would say, roughly five years or so, and uh, Pastor Mervyn is here. He can attest to, and uh, Brother Mark can attest to the fact that he would be on this broadcast. I was under him at one time as well, uh, under his guidance. And um, amazingly, I've never met him but we connect in the spirit. This is a radio broadcast, so we don't see people very often. Um, when we do, we are delighted. Amen. Known um, is that a man of integrity, I say a young man of integrity, and uh, honesty, uh, his honesty, being uh, and guiding God's people, always give advice. Is there somebody with an, uh, a line back here to see where it's coming from? One second. Why is he? All right. Pastor Short? Yes. Okay, that noise is coming from your line. Are you driving? 
I'm driving, but just give me a second. I'll fix it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That's good. That's good. Are you there? Can you hear me better? Yes, much, much better. Thank you. Much better. All right. Moving right along. Okay. Now, Apostle Short, uh, um, by just just the mere fact that uh, you, this, this book, you pick it up, you can't put it down. The title of the book would wrap anyone in pursuit of God's glory. Uh, not too many people pursue God. Uh, they get saved and they stop right there. But they never seem to want to go on any further. But your book begins with a journey. Uh, and, it, and it starts out to say that you have had, at a very young age, uh, how God would speak to you in dreams and, and so on. And, and, and you were about 14 and, and perhaps even younger. I know that your father was a prophet. Uh, we're always told that by uh, Apostle Marshall. And so uh, during his early years, he stated that uh, you were able to travel with your dad. So you sort of grew up with that. You you grew up in a household that, you know, your father were traveling and you were going in different places. Uh, and, and so opportunities came to you, glory to God. So you were able to uh, be around that setting. What was that like for you? What was that really like as a child? What was it? What was it like for you? Well, one of the greatest things is to uh, family to be with your father uh, rather than have your father away. So yet having other brothers and sisters being one of the youngest, uh, I had the opportunity not only to travel with my father, but in between uh, long trips. I would then have more time by spending with his mother, which was my grandmother. So uh, it allowed me to spend time with other cousins in another part of, uh, in other states, as well as, uh, you know, that I was old enough to travel to with him, but to be left with grandma and still be cared for and then return and still have that family in the middle of traveling uh, was just valuable. It was valuable, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you cherish that. Praise God. And uh, and and tell us a little bit more about the coffee table preaching. What, what was that like? What was that? What was that like for you? Uh, well, I guess preaching on the table <laughs> to share that moment. With I would us. have. Well, I guess I would call that, even though you haven't seen the book, I call it uh, the cost of the cost of your calling. Uh, <laughs> you know. I would go to uh-huh. church, and, you know, as children, we doze off sometimes, but I had a good memory, so uh, whatever I heard the preacher preach, I could re-preach it, but I would get my nap in, and then I'd wake up when the preacher was preaching. I'd jump, I'd preach, I'd do what he did, and once I feel I had it down, I, we'd go home, and I'd tell my brothers and sisters that they had to be in church. If I lay hands on them, fall out, and uh, when I preach, I want you to shout. And so I'd get on top of my mother's coffee table, take everything off the coffee table, 
and uh, she would pass by. I wait till she passed by, then I get on top of it, and uh, I <laughs> preach and have church all over again. And so <laughs> I'd wait after the first time. She said, "Every time this happens, you're gonna get a whooping." So it seemed like it was worth the cost because the next Sunday I'd do my preaching. She'd wait till I was done, then I'd get my spanking, and <laughs> it all paid off. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so, Apostle Short. You know, uh, uh, for so for all the years and all the times that you have gone through your, when you started out, you knew, you knew. There, but there's something in your spirit that says, I know, I have in my knowing that God has called me to this. You knew in your well, most spirit. De- most definitely, uh, God always speaks to you from inner. He touches you down deep. He puts that love in you to love him. And then uh, that same love being in family, uh, I would look at that now, even when I would go back to the coffee table situation, I'd look at that now as uh, the church itself. Uh, I got the whooping, but my brothers and sisters didn't get any whoopings. Mm. So we want to say spanking. Some people don't like whoopings, but we got whoopings back then. Uh, So I'll use spanking. We got this spanking. I got it, but they didn't. So it kind of reminds you of the pains of leadership, that Mm. we as leaders and some of us on the line, uh, we have pains that have not been described to people yet, but they, uh, you, you feel them greatly and you take it for the sake of people and the kingdom of God. So I can relate now to what I was paying for on the coffee table that I didn't really understand but knew I wanted to do. So you could match the two and then sense it in your spirit that, uh, you know, God's calling me to something. And, you know, at 12, he would come and he came in my dreams and, you know, my father would just give me the understanding, send me back to bed and tell me to continue to be a child, continue to, uh, you know, enjoy your youth and love God. He's going to continue to speak to you. So pay attention, but don't stop being a child. Hmm. Uh, so you had that experience where you hear God, uh, sort of like a Samuel experience, and then you'd have to go back and and uh, see your room uh, and be a child, as your dad would say. Um, yes, yes. For a lot and that's of young the same people, for us today. Yeah, for a lot of young people, it didn't happen for them that way. For a lot of young people, uh, they went the scenic route. Uh, I see that you didn't go the scenic route. What do you think was the reason for well, that? I mean, in your book, you said that uh, even as a teenager, you wanted to go out with friends. You wanted to hang out with your friends, but you couldn't. Uh, and, and even when you wanted to, uh, they would sort of, and tell you to go back, and and you mentioned that it was because they had respect uh, for the God in you. They knew. So so you're saying that even uh, uh, an unsaved child would would know, you know, not to uh, go past certain boundaries. Well, yeah. One of the things I I know that. In my time of growing up, I'm still a young man, but in my time of growing up back then, uh, you were taught things at home that was for the world or for a living. What you learned in church 
was to make you a better citizen, which today people don't believe. Uh, they just figure they go to church and everything else does not add up. They don't listen to their leader. So then they go out to the world and they struggle. So then mothers and fathers taught what was right, what was wrong. You still had a choice to it. But I believe even when people are not saved, uh, if they've been brought up right, you know, you train up a child the way they should go and they won't depart from it. That was what was in my friends. They knew God. They knew their mothers knew of God. They weren't serving God. So I had like maybe two out of the group that said, you can't go, man. So it was God looking out for me through them, even though they weren't ready yet. They knew what was wrong and what was right, what was about to happen, that they could see enough God to know that he's doing something different in my life than theirs that didn't need to be messed up. So I look at today and I look at then, you you see the world today, people are trying to pull each other back down in the barrel instead of pushing people up. And so we have to return to that, you know, just pushing that next individual out, sharing with them, this is not the way for you. You know, God's got something greater for you. You know, and where you are now, as I, if I would say, even though we're in an uh, interview, to all the leaders and men and women got on the line, wherever you are right now, uh, I know it's encouraging when someone just says, uh, not that they're for you, but they're pushing you. It means I'm going to get squished. That means uh, it's gonna, things are going to get heavy. It's going to get dirty. But it does not matter as long as you reach the plateau that you need to be at. So I say yes, that tonight, sir. just by the Spirit, I push you all up. I send the push your way to hold up your arms that you can go further and the glory of God can be revealed through you even greater to the community and the people that you serve. Because we as leaders definitely need it. Praise God. Definitely. Praise God. That's good right there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to skip past a couple of things, but I can't go too far. Uh, I see where you talk about the anointing and uh, when you were in your school hall uh, monitor and you saw the same uh, hall monitor, uh, I guess, on a daily basis. And so this monitor, you, you, you believe that she saw the anointing on you and uh, how the Lord spoke to you and what the Lord said to you. And uh, you went from talking about that to telling her that she needs to, uh, she needs whatever she needs from God, she can dial. And you you gave her a number, and that was strange. You gave her a number to dial, and it was 777, glory to God. Hallelujah. You want to explain that? Well, most definitely. One of the things I believe that happened there with understanding even more now today is that uh, in the beginning, of prophesying. Even though my father was a prophet, uh, I like to teach this in the prophetic class too, that uh, people sometimes think because they connected with the prophet, they can prophesy. They still have to uh, pay their price. They still have to open their ears so that they could hear what God is saying to them because uh, we're all prophets and we still have a little bit of difference in how we flow, but our character should remain the same as a prophet. So God was teaching 
changing the character there and get and bringing me into fully believing how to hear him speak. Because first I would say, this is foolish. You want me to tell her to pick up a payphone and dial <laughs> seven seven seven? This is something I heard before. And so I'm having a conversation with God, which people don't have anymore, whether uh, it was for a prophetic sake, but I believe it was for a whole ministry and to teach me how to hear the voice of God instead of just saying, I learned how to prophesy. (laughs) So uh, I did what God told me out of obedience, which is the key for everybody in the walk of life of Christ is obedience Mm -hmm. to God. And so I Amen. had that conversation. What I love about God is that he lets you have that conversation. He just doesn't let you go too long. And if you'll step into faith, he'll meet you every time. And so by stepping into faith and telling oh, her that, telling her that, it instantly happened, you know. And I walked away in the first time of ministering that to her. When I walked away, I just said, okay, Lord, that's what you said. Now, you know, I didn't say, I don't know if you're going to do it. That's what you said. And I went back to being a teenager, what my father had taught me. Hmm. And the purpose that he taught that is because he did not want it to overwhelm me, what God was doing in my life, or to kill who I really was. Because Uh sometimes you can kill who you really are if you put everything in, you forget who you are and put everything you got into what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Not what you're called to And so Days later You know She returns screaming and hollering And I'm thinking I'm in trouble I'm trying to run mm-hmm. She grabs me and tells me Every single word came to pass Every single mm-hmm. word So Now I got to tell God I repent still <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever obeyed God And still wasn't sure <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And sometimes so you go it's a home. good thing to repent. Yes. And sometimes you go home thinking, was it really you? God, was that you? Did you say that? Did you tell me that? I don't know if I said the right thing. Uh and you go home beating up yourself. I know I've done it many times. But when you oh, yeah. begin to hear God, when you begin to know that you know that you're hearing God. And he gives you the different ways that you can hear him. I was sharing with someone else the way I hear God, glory to God. And I know when it's an emergency. I know when it's something uh, grievous and grievous. And I also know when it's very, very serious. The tongues come like thunder. And or with something uh, he would use uh, the angel to whisper in my ear. So it's different for me, and some people it's different for them. But you have to know that you're hearing God, and you hear by faith. See, the prophet speaks by faith. Hears God, mm-hmm. speaks by faith. every word. Right. And, 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 and let me and say this because begin to I'm become sorry, more ahead. and more obedient to God, uh, 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 because you see, it's not your word; it's His word. Uh, whatever he's giving you has got to come to pass. It can't be a lie. Otherwise, it wasn't God. It was you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I normally, uh, sometimes I pull back, and sometimes, you know, but I've learned. I've learned 
quite a bit. It takes time. It takes time. It took me a lot of time uh, to be sure. And even when I think I'm sure, I'm not sure, if you know what I'm saying. That should always be there. And and I definitely want to say that because uh, your stream and your broadcast goes so broad and so wide. And I know as people of God, sometimes we just take what we want and run. So in my Mm. process of talking about this, I, I do want to state that that was my father that you had to come to something that was covering you. You had to be, you know, I was under another prophet and yet I was still going to church and had a pastor. So you had to uh, be cultivated. And then by doing that, you get to talk about what it is God does with you. Because I think what happens in the body of Christ is uh, we have leaders, uh, we have prophetic leaders, and then sometimes we don't don't want the leader we got. We want another prophetic leader. We say, well, he's more prophetic. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to learn to sit down and talk with your leader and uh, learn. We learn each other. Then when you grow, iron sharpens iron. So the first part is cultivating, cultivating that, hey, this is the things that's happening to me uh, when I believe God is speaking to me. And I used to have mm-hmm. to come and talk to my father about what's happening, what I dreamed, what's happening, so that he could walk me through what God was doing in my life. He didn't interrupt it. He walked me through it so that I would know how to balance and behave because that's a key word for the body of Christ now where it says the prophet is subject to the prophet. It means he must know how to behave himself and he must know how to go in and out, which also brings the scripture of letting us know that he must have liberty. He just can't take over. So you're going to have to make communication which, number one, the biggest thing, relationship. If a prophet mm-hmm. comes into a house, he must make relationship with that leader. Yeah. Even if it's for that two hours, there must be some type of relationship of communication so that on the battlefield, we don't kill each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's right. Good right there. I said, that's good right there. Glory to God. You know, I find a lot of people need cultivating. They, a lot of people need to be, uh, they need someone uh, that would help them, you know, walk them through uh, the prophetic giftings. And there's so many different types of prophets, so many different types of prophets. Uh, there's not just one type. And some of them are different on different dimensions. Uh, you got the Chauvet, you got the Shamars, you got uh, the Nataf, you got uh, uh, you've got uh, many types. You got to the nations, you got to ministry prophets, you have uh, citywide, uh, statewide. Uh, you know, you have those that. Um, are just ministry prophets, and, but then you have those that are to uh, nations and to kings and queens and so on. So, but that's good right there, Apostle. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Everyone can use that thought. Glory to God. And you also have a school for the prophets. Bless God. And you had graduates as well. So we bless God for that. Now, talk about miracles. Why don't you talk about miracles? 
just, you know, we, we have that scripture that we use every night. Uh, 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 and these signs, uh, uh, Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, Bishop cast out devils that speak with new tongues and so on. And uh, But people are saying, you know, well, where are the miracles? Where, where are the miracles? Where are the signs? Where are the wonders? Where are they? Uh, some even say God's not doing that anymore. Some even say uh, there are no more apostles. Some even say uh, there are no more prophets. Uh, I'd like to differ with some of them because uh, many of them have gone to, to seminary school, but yet they are not. Uh, uh, reading the Bible carefully, uh, and so I, 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 I sort of misunderstand some things when you talk about the fivefold ministry, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But I want to talk about miracles. Um, you talked about your early teens. You talked about at 14 years old, uh, you were preparing for a revival in Danbury, Connecticut, and uh, while you were going home the Holy Spirit was speaking to you at 14 years old. And then he had a, 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 a question for you. What was that question? When I was 14, that question, I had a few questions. Make it a little more clear to me. <laughs> it says, it says uh, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, posed a question to you. What would you call your ministry? Oh, okay, yes, getting ready for the first revival ever. Uh, the first revival, yeah. I was walking, so I had a good distance to walk, and I was on my way home, and the Holy Spirit asked me, he said, what will you call this ministry? And I said, Lord, I don't know. You would know, because I was being very careful, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he says, you said well. So after I, he said you said well, then I asked the Holy Spirit, what would the name be? And so that's when he said Miracle Ministry. And at that present time, I was passing a printing place. So he said, I want you to go in there and just order some, you know, prayer cards, and some envelopes. And then if you'll do this, he said, everyone that will fill these prayer cards out, I'll heal them. You know, I'll do it. I'll keep my word if you do what I've asked you to do. And I did it. I did it. And we've seen so many miracles in the very first revival. Was I scared? Yes. Was I nervous? Yes. Uh, God even challenged me in uh, prophesying that, you know, things bigger than I would have believed for. So he was bringing me to from my faith to God's faith, you know. And so I had a couple conversations. So it's good for people to be uh, nervous, afraid. Uh, I think the church has forgotten. Uh, you know, people just say they go preach. You still should have butterflies, especially entering a new house. You know, entering a new house, speaking to a new people, uh, yeah. that you do everything God wants you to do correctly. There should still be butterflies uh, in all those areas. Yeah. But miracles, miracles come by obedience. Mm-hmm. Out of obedience. And and I have Bishop uh, Joe Hallman here on the line, my pastor. And I'm telling you, I had to preach before him. And I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I got up late. I forgot my notes. 
I didn't know what to do, but I said, I have my Bible. Glory to God. And uh, mm-hmm. But it was, it was nerve-wracking for me. And even though I do this every night, it was still nerve-wracking. And like I said, you should always have butterflies. We should not be so, so sure of ourselves because we are not the preacher. We are not the teacher. It's the Holy Ghost that's the preacher and the Holy teacher. Spirit. And if we just allow him, uh, we can get through. We can get through it. When it's all over, you can say, thank you, Lord. I, I thank you for taking me through yes, that sir. moment. Yes, Glory to yes. God. You know what that comes from, too? Uh, why it's so needed? It teaches us our position uh, because we get big-headed sometimes. I've done it. Mm. I, I, I'll, I'll chime in. Uh, and it teaches us that oil doesn't flow. You, you know, people say it flows on the same level, and people make themselves mm. equal very quickly when they become familiar. But oil mm-hmm. flows down. It flows down. It doesn't flow across. It doesn't That's flow right. flat. It flows Ooh. down. If you pour it, it'll go down. So people That's have to right. remember uh, that they're not equal, it's not familiarity, and that something's being taught. That's why one's nervous and one's not. The one that's not <laughs> nervous knows what you have in you. The one that is nervous is being cultivated to work it out and come out with the greatest thing that God wants to say through them, just to complete the assignment. And I think if people remember that, they'll go a lot further. They'll have a lot more respect for their leader, their pastors. I don't know why God's leading me yes, to say this while while we're on a, a wide broadcast because uh, sometimes we as people compete our leader with outside people or great names. But one of the things is that God assigns you someone, then guess what? They got the goods for your life. There are some things Hallelujah. as a prophet I can I cannot see. And even if I see it, I cannot activate it. It is a pastor's right to activate it. And a lot of people don't experience that anymore. They just say, the prophet told me I could do this. No, I tell people quite often, I see some things in you that you don't have to go back to your pastor. Only your pastor can activate that. Because if I activate you as an elder and it ain't time for you, guess what? We got problems. And you go back home and you start trouble in the house. And guess what? The prophet is somewhere else in another state. And he's just as wrong. He's just as wrong. That's right. That's right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. See, see, that's why I'm excited to sit under my bishop because you have to be somewhere. Uh, You could be the greatest prophet. You still have to be somewhere. To sit under someone, you still have to be accountable. And uh, they've got too many running around uh, and have no owner. They're on their own. And that's that. Uh, no covering. No protection. No covering. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Did you hear that, Brother Mark? Yes, I did. I want to talk about this this here, more miracles, because you had Loretta Outlaw, 
uh, in your neighborhood. She had a blood clot in her leg and her vein, and, and it was black, and, and what the Lord told you and how, how, how he tells you to do things. Because see, some people working in deliverance ministry, uh, God gives them uh, a pattern. God gives them something that he may not give the other person. Uh, you can't use another person's template. God has to give you your own. Am I right? I yeah, I agree with you that God will give you your own, but first you must become what you're a part of. Mm-hmm. So you must learn how to use the template. Then God right. will give you your own tool. That's right. So if he okay. says so he says your last name is uh Messiah. What's your name? Messiah. So I'm just gonna use Messiah. I don't even want to use your last name. I'm gonna use Messiah. So I say, uh Joe Messiah. All right. So then you have people under you, same as because I don't know your leader's name, uh, but you have people under you, so they must become uh, baby messiah. Now, catch this. If I was to say that my spiritual father's name is Apostle Prude, then I'm a Prude baby. Wherever I go, I'm a Prude baby. Until we've come to that place that God has thought, thought that I have mastered it, He's fulfilled it, that I did it just like proved. But watch this. This means you can see my father's characteristics in me. If you look mm-hmm. at me, you should see my mm. father's characteristics. Then once you learn that, you should see what God's doing new in my life. So if my father waves, if I don't practice the wave, I'm not practicing the tool that he's offered me. And one of the things people don't learn is that if your spiritual father ever gives you a tool that's a part of his template and you abuse it or don't use it, you'll never get another one again. Hmm. And a lot of people are stuck. So you oh, have to wow. have a from, and that would be proof, proof pattern oh. until God okay. teaches me my own method of how to get it done. But if I right. don't have one and I need to heal cancer, then I do what mm. my father did, same as Jesus right. said. I did what my father did. Exactly. And that's belief, confidence in the grace that's in him, in the grace that's in him. So that's the same as if I had a grace seed, I'm giving to the grace of Joseph Prude. I'm not giving, mm. I'm not giving to Joseph Prude. I'm giving to the grace that's in him. And that's what yeah. people wrestle with. I don't want to get. I don't want to give a seed. I don't give him. You're not giving to the man. You're giving to the grace that's in the man. You came into the ministry. Here's the other other thing that people don't get that want to do miracles. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't want the man, but they want the stuff. Yes. <laughs> you can't get the man. The grace is in the man. Okay. If you don't accept the man, you can't get the grace. And you can't do the stuff. That's right. And so that's where people find themselves. They don't believe, and so they don't even see. Mm -hmm. So how do I follow something I don't believe? Mm. I believe it Mm. one-sided, as long as it works for me, but I don't sow into it. I don't pray for it. You've got to pray for it. You've got to sow into it. That's Mm -hmm. how you become the pattern. That's when God will give you your own. When you yes. become the pattern that's put before you. 
Mm-hmm. And then he cuts a template that has your name on it. Mm. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why uh, I received uh, from Apostle Martin uh, while sitting under him. Um, I was given that pattern, and it works, still works. It still works till today. Now, he's gone, but it still works. Mm-hmm. But I still carry that, and I bless God for it. Because so many times, you know, we don't realize that God would send somebody in our lives to do some things for us. And then they were mm-hmm. off the scene. But I bless God for Apostle uh, Martin and what he taught me and how he trained me and so on. And I still walk in that today. And that's it's a key. blessing. It's a blessing. Glory to God. I tell you, if, if I share this, let me share this. It may bless some people. Uh, Another way I came into greater miracles in my life, I was in the ministry. Uh, that ministry didn't have miracles. And normally now you say, you go where miracles is. But I had connections that had miracles. So what I had to do was honor the house I was in. And what that house had, I had to exercise it hard. God says, I could send you over here and let these people give you ministry, but I want you to get it. Legally <laughs> So as I began To exercise What my leader did in that house And followed that pattern Then That leader released me To go to where miracles were So that I could get it legally I got it legally When the father of that house says You're ready for miracles Right But why would why would one release you if they can't get you to follow them. Hmm. Because it wasn't just only miracles that I was going to need. It was the word. That's the key point tonight. You're going to need the word to do miracles. You're going to need the word to prophesy. Hmm. You're going to need the word for gifting. And most of all, it was, it was stretching me for love. Love was my key to make any gift or tool work. And if I didn't practice love, and the word, I was going nowhere fast. I love is the key. Mm-hmm. Love is important. It's important yeah. to the ministry. And you know, I tell people it's very important, especially in, you know, in uh, uh, healing and deliverance ministry. You're dealing with, uh, you're dealing with demons and, and, and principalities and so on and so forth. So you have to, you must. You cannot not love people and expect God to use you. Amen. You know why? The the two became so important to me that I didn't understand the time. But what that leader was teaching me, it wasn't that he didn't know miracles. It was that that wasn't his call. Mm -hmm. He was staying in what God called him to. But what he was doing was preparing me for miracles, but greater than what I desired. So what came out of it was word and love. You put the two together. He says, now you're able to teach miracles after you learn them. But if you did not carry the word, you can't scripturally 
back up miracles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you could only oh, do miracles, and Ooh. you could never teach miracles, or you could never multiply what you just did. Mm. <laughs> you would just be doing it for the night and mm-hmm. give some oh, yeah. without repentance. So people would get mm-hmm. their miracle. You couldn't teach them why they got their miracle, mm-hmm. and they uh-huh. wouldn't have re- they wouldn't repent, and you would still mm-hmm. just be doing miracles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the word gives them something to hold on to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. some, we believe everybody's healed by the kingdom of God, but to those who do not receive it by faith yet, then we have to teach them take the healer home with you. That's the word. But Amen. I'm not healed. Take the healer home with you. I see your faith is not high enough, but as soon as it gets high enough, the healer's mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> so if Amen. you go home and talk to the healer, who is the word, Amen. you're going to be healed. Thanks, God. Because that's another thing, see. Uh, not only do you, when you get healed, you need to learn how to, you know, they need to be taught how to keep their healing, how to keep their deliverance. That's it. Word is, word is processed, too. Word will process your healing or process mm-hmm. your miracle. Because mm-hmm. if it's going to take longer than tonight, there's a process that word has to process your healing. Mm-hmm. Amen. So is that is that the reason why some were healed instantly? Uh, they had instantaneous healing, and some were healed as they went. As they went, as they believed, as, as they went, mm-hmm. as it was processed. That's right. right. Praise God. I want to move right along quickly. It says here that you also, uh, God gave you a, a template for smacking uh, uh, in areas where you pray for the sick. It's sort of like yes, a Summerall type. Yes, yes. One of the things I learned with that is uh, in the earlier age, I, I appreciated being afraid because then you didn't over smack. Mm-hmm. But it was always by uh, clarity of ear what the Lord told me to do, how he told me to do it, and when he told me to do it. So you you have a young lady with a blood clot that's hurting, and uh, she's probably about 10 feet away from her house, and we're sitting between two doors like duplexes in the middle of porches, between two, two porches. And so the only thing at that present time to... Uh, begin to do miracles. That was my step process. What God told me, I want you to take this Bible your mother and father gave you, you prayed over, and I want you to take this handkerchief that I told you to take for a year and put on an altar mm-hmm. and wrap it around her leg and then smack it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sounds crazy, but it was the <laughs> obedience and the instruction. And I think people don't follow instructions sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I could have continued later on in life, and you have to keep asking God, how do you want me to do it, and what do you want me to do? Okay, that was last time. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. So if he says keep the same recipe, you keep the same pace. You do the same thing. For some people, they'll go from uh, having a ministry of 
tapping people in the stomach to punching people in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference. Lester, uh, who was A. Allen, stood the man up and punched him in the stomach when he was dead, not alive, dead. So that's why I say instructions are important. And then as we read books, we need to ask questions and pay attention. And then again, cultivate it, ask questions with someone else who knows about miracles. They say that might not be a good thing for you <laughs> to punch people so that we could determine uh, how did you hear this, by what voice, and yeah. how does that line up scripturally. Mm. And it will save a lot of people from going the wrong way or harming people mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or deterring them from God. Okay, because you have a lot of craziness uh, right. uh, going Go. on in the uh, gospel world and, uh, you know, a lot of things that people are saying, uh, that's why they don't believe in certain things anymore. And, and then they say God is not doing that anymore. But, you know, we, we're here to say tonight that, God, yes, God is still a healer. Uh, the doctors are not healers. They're diagnosers. They can diagnose, but they don't heal. Uh, God is the healer, and knowing that he's able, the Bible says he sent his word and healed them from all their diseases. Yes, sir. Sent his his word. The Bible says also that. And and I believe in a spoken word. I I believe that when God uh, created the world, he spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. So I don't believe that... uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand word of knowledge. Word of knowledge for healing and deliverance and word of wisdom and so on is still in operation. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, that's uh, a part of the, the, the prophet's uh, um, template. Those are, there are three things that have to be present, and, and there must be accuracy, and it must be constant. Uh, some would operate tonight, but then they can't operate the next week. You know, what's the cause of that? What's the reason for that? Well, I want to say uh, lack of fathership. If they don't have a father, which means they go from place to place, they're wavering. Two, they have no integrity uh, because you've got to have integrity, which means you're going to do this on a daily basis. Even when it fails, you got to get up and do it again. Same with anything from miracles to prophecy. And it's the same as uh, uh, people are being spooky. Miracles mm. and prophecies should never be spooky because mm-hmm. the Bible yeah. says, know them that labor among you. So if I'm new to a house, that's what I said earlier, then I have to be given liberty. doesn't matter what my rank is. Right. I have to be given liberty. Then I do everything decently and in order, which means if I'm new to them, then I need to walk them through on how God uses me. Now, I'm not talking about a long drawn out, but I mean scripturally, I make the yeah. statement of what's happening, what's going to happen. These things have happened in my ministry. I build your faith, and then they have to see it activate. Mm-hmm. Have you been in churches where people don't know you, but three people get healed, and then everybody starts jumping up? Amen. But the accuracy Amen. is that I see that it's working, and it worked again on again, and then the person was honest enough to tell me what type of ministry they're carrying, because people are making up ministries now. They're making <laughs> up names to things wow. now, 
and and people are confused. So like for how does that make the pastor feel when you come in and do that? They can agree. Mm-hmm. They can see. Uh, people don't watch their leader no more. Mm-hmm. They just they just go wow with whatever comes in. You can learn a lot of things if you watch your leader based mm-hmm. on yeah. what's affecting the house according to yeah. the order of the visitor. The Amen. visitor should remain in order. It's the same as if uh, God teach. I teach my sons goes all the time. If you go somewhere and you teach and they like prophetic and you're prophetic, doesn't matter what you mm-hmm. are. But if they ask you not to do a particular thing, you cannot do it. That's right. You say, but the Lord, but the Lord told me. Okay, <laughs> this is no offense to them. I was in holiness, but I started preaching for the Catholic, the Baptist. So I had to listen to the law. And mm-hmm. so when I got there, in some of those circles, they said, I don't want you to anoint with oil. So there's no need in an argument right now. They have a purpose for that. Mm-hmm. So you may ask for, ask if they have oil. So today may not be the day of oil. You should, mm-hmm. Oil should come through your hands if you're so anointed. That's, that's right. So it's not in that. It's in the instruction. Can I obey the instructions so that miracles can continue to flow? Because in Scripture, in the New Testament, the glory stopped flowing because leaders were arguing. Because people are always trying to figure out why pastors don't want to do that. Listen, this is the instruction at the present time. He's got God. I'm under order by him for having liberty, and the Holy Spirit is leading everything. So let it ride. You know what? Because you didn't come just to anoint with oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can follow that instruction, when you get in office later, you'll find out why. Many people mm-hmm. have come in with oil, and some wasn't oil. They were selling oil. They was anointing you with stuff they shouldn't have been anointing you with. Mm-hmm. And that's the father of the house. The shepherd knows his sheep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I believe. You, you, you know. People have to be taught again how to visit a house, how to come in, how to go out. And mm-hmm. and your gift is your gift. Your gift will make room. You will do what you need to do according to the rules of that house. Mm-hmm. So that's just like if if they told if you were told to make chicken and God said you could make chicken, the stove is there. Okay, they said just don't use gas. Mm-hmm. You just need electric stove. So it should be the same way with gifting. All right, what you want me to do now, Lord? Help, let help me maneuver. Yeah. For the sake of the house, that things are intact, and that the will of God goes forth. Because we act like sometimes God don't know His own will. I get it. Oh, if, I if I don't get to do this thing, the will of God is not being fulfilled. Uh, uh, he allowed that to come through the pastor's mouth. We don't believe we're being challenged Amen. sometimes. Amen. By God. Praise God. And where do challenges come from? The leader. Yeah. So even us as leaders, we have to be challenged, strengthened, and, uh, you know, we have to send for training sometimes. What we don't have, we make relationships, send for it, you know. We certainly do thank and praise God for all the information we're receiving thus far. But I got uh, I got two other questions for you, and I, I won't be long because I know we're going past time, and I know Brother Mark has uh, bought the book, and I want to give him opportunity to ask you his uh, 
question uh, in Honduras. And I want to talk about that specifically because a lot of uh, leaders, a lot of pastors, you know, they, uh, prophets or whatever offices they may be walking in, you know, they go to foreign countries and they experience uh, great miracles. Uh, what What is the reason for um, they're experiencing more in foreign countries more so than they are here at home? The Bible says hunger and thirst after righteousness. So you have people in foreign countries that know more. Know, you may go to a country that's chaos, and they have a need to depend on God, but they also have a hunger or a different level of respect or honor. There could be two or three different things because it depends on what type of uh, continent you're on. Uh, where I've seen miracles happen. Home. So, again, we have to learn that's God, and there's something. And watch this. Instead of always blaming the people, sometimes maybe God's trying to tell us we need to hunger and thirst more and cry out in America more. Yeah. Because sometimes, most yeah. of the time we say the people are not crying out. We know that. Mm. But God says, how much has the man with the miracles cried out? Because sometimes we call it out, but we don't do anything about it. People call out things hmm. and never pray about it. Yeah. So sometimes if we want God to do more, he first has to call the individual who desires more to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Yeah. And once they go after that, they'll enter into the glory of the Lord, which does not matter what continent, what state, what city you're in. If glory comes, it's going to get the job done every time. Glory to God. Because it's a place of relationship with God. It's a whole nother dimension. Yeah. It's that place sure. where once you get there, people don't get you off your, get you off of your assignment easy anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, wow. the fight or the warfare is not strenuous. It's still a fight, but it's not strenuous. Mm-hmm. It just means I understand what's fighting for me, who I am, and who's doing the work. That's where they call it a no-sweat ministry, which Uh. means things are not no more. They're just easier because of the yoke of the Lord. Take my yoke for it's easy. You're in a place of learning, always in glory. So you take the yoke, it's easy. Now you're learning of him. You're coming Mm -hmm. into the glory of who he is and what he is. Mm-hmm. And what he will That's do right. Amen mm-hmm. So you mentioned that your pursuit of God's glory began When you went to places like Honduras And I know you went to Africa, you went to Dubai And a few other places um, Europe, uh, you went to London and so on And these are the places where you experience uh, different things But the glory of God that you experienced there in Honduras uh it really changed your outlook on ministry, on healing and deliverance. And so you begin to cry out to God more, more and more. Um, the other thing is that uh, sometimes, sometimes I believe 
Uh, like you said, pastors, uh, people don't cry out, but leaders don't cry out either. And, and, and we're living in that time now where we need to cry out to God. We need to weep once again between the porches and the altars, weeping for souls, weeping for uh, uh, people to get saved, to come in now uh, because of the time and the season, because of the times that we're living in. Um, but how do you see uh, the churches in America, as you talked about America and uh, and um, seriously because we're living in the end times, uh, the choices that we have to make, the things that we're going to have to do, uh, but more so that we need to repent in this nation. Well, most definitely I agree that this definitely the nation of America must repent. We're looking more like a foreign country. Uh, we have not become yet, but we're moving to that status. Look at uh, some of the weather patterns and things that's getting even greater. The things that's, uh, you know, being demolished, whereas it used to just tip the house over or knock the roof off. Now things mm-hmm. are being demolished, and when you go through its path, it looks like a foreign country, uh, according to our economy and things that's happening where our dollar is strong, but yet in many countries our dollar is weak. Uh, yeah. You know, things are happening like behind the eye, uh, whereas we don't see it, but it's happening. And we hear about it years later, which it was already in motion. Uh, prophets are prophesying cause instead of telling what is to come. Uh, mm. you, you know what I mean? What is needed now for the house that is prayer. Prayer is the foundation, but some people just believe in just prayer, uh, but mm. no word. You're going to need the word. Uh, uh, it has yeah. to come back to the place of knowing uh, we need these things, and we need God even greater, that uh, it's so hard now because of the last day that if we all don't cry out, if we all don't come up in God, uh, mm-hmm. leaders can't go on vacation because no one is willing to learn to lead in the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I got to suffer, I don't want to lead. So you could bypass the vacation, but he really can't have a vacation because he may come back and the church may be split. It may be tore up because the people, again, have to be brought to a place just like the leaders designed to come to a place in God. And we're in a time now that leaders do need uh, a circle or a connection. They're killing, preachers are killing themselves and, and going through things. And most people don't believe that pastors go through anything. They just figure they get a wonderful check. They think every Sunday is anniversary. Uh, family <laughs> believes that. They say, oh, yeah, he just say, does say it's the Lord to get money. They're struggling. They're going through. And some have, they lost the spiritual father years ago and haven't connected with anyone. So there's a need for a social circle of likeness and listening, not knocking each other because uh, that hurt has to come out in order for them to function 100%. Yeah. They're doing the best they can at the level they are, and people are giving up on each other. So one of the number one things, we've got to come back into relationship as God has made it. 
relationship oh is greater than money. Relationship is greater than a principle. Yes, it is a key factor yes, of God that when God sees relationship, God starts showing, starts spreading honor all over you. Mm-hmm. You talk about favor. God's honor will be put all over you when relationship comes into place. Relationship mm-hmm. will open a door that nobody can open. I don't care if they're already behind the door. Relationship wow. will open a door that nobody can open. And that's, yeah. that, that is something that we need more than anything in the body of Christ and just in the socializing of the church. Mm-hmm. I want to say that because not everybody's saved and uh, everybody didn't come to the Lord the same way. Amen. And then there are some True. things that we need to take a sabbatical as men and women separate and then together uh, as youth. We just got to get back to the basics of loving each other, fellowship, relationship, and hearing each other out so that uh, we can save each other's life and we can grow. The world don't see it. The world don't see it. And they got to see it. That's kingdom. So, you know, I know people use the word kingdom. Uh, I I, I just want to say this at this tidbit because the spirit is on me. Uh, And the word shift is wore out. I'm sorry. Shift is wore out because mm-hmm. people have been shouting shift, but they ain't been shifting. Hmm. It's a shift coming. Okay, what do we do when the shift comes? Nothing changes. If there's a shift, there's a change. There's an altar. Plates move under the earth when there's a shift. Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. things are about to get shaky in the ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're about to do something new. We're about to make a change. For the better, Always. and your mind is not going to agree with it. But we want you to come on Wednesday night so that your spirit and your mind and your heart can come together in agreement and see that this is for you. Because whenever a true shift or a true move God comes, people start saying, I've been called to another place. What you mean mm-hmm. you've been called to another place? Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit brought you here. Your assignment's mm-hmm. not finished. So you got the thing for people to remember is if you said that was an assignment for you and it's not finished, people will die Mm. because of you. People will stay lame because of you. People will not get to the next level because of you. Mm. So you must finish your assignment whether you like it or not. I tell people on days in ministry, love your pastor. Uh, obey the word, even if you're mad at me right now. I just hmm. need you to hear the voice, voice of the Lord. Obey the word, and you still, yeah. if you choose to be mad, you can't. It's better not to be. Uh-huh. Hmm. But if I show you in the word, there's no need to be upset. That's right. That's uh. your natural. That's not your spiritual man. So in saying a whole lot of that, I'm just stating that that's a place we've got to get for America to mirror uh, and we be kingdom people as we go into this next phase of God where the church uh, is taking ground, but is it ready when the government hands things over to them? <laughs> we've been we've been yogi bears and beggars, but the government got got a hand in everything we in, in many of the churches. Mm-hmm. And all they know us when we come to conference is that we beggars. 
They haven't seen the true men and women of God. Mm. They say they want something or they want a grant, they want a money, they want this. So to affect and change that, they have to see us as kingdom people, that they have the greatest need to come to us, and that when we come to them, we're bringing a word. There should be days that we say, we're not asking for anything, because it's not wrong to ask, but when you ask, Ask for the whole community. Don't just ask for a new extension on your building. Right. You used up God's favor for an extension when you could have got the whole block for the neighborhood. Um, okay. I'm going to stay in my boundaries. I'm just uh, saying according to as we go to and Congress come to us, you know, government, that they yes. say, okay, I see it's a, it's a God-like mind. How do I get in? How do I become a part? So that, that's what I believe. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, you know, uh, uh, Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And uh, and because they reject knowledge, he will reject us. You know, God is, uh, he says he gives us the power to get wealth. Uh, he gives us the ability to get well. He, he, he is the one who puts it in us. Mm-hmm. But we've got to do the work. And a lot of times people mm-hmm. think that money is just going to fall out of the sky or they just think that, you know, uh, you know, we're just going to get what we need and, and, and we just tell God and he's just going to send it, you know, drop it down and, and so on and so forth, not realizing that we have work to do. Uh, many in the body of Christ uh, uh, need to be uh, learning about finances. Amen. Not only learning about finances, the first thing is being a good steward over what he's given you. He won't give you more if you can't be a good steward over the little. See? But uh, the whole kingdom uh, thing is, he said the kingdom of God is within you. I believe God is trying to get heaven to us, but we're trying to steady go to heaven. And he's trying to do the work here in and through us. Glory to God. And as he shifts, as you say, the word shift is so out of place. And the shift is here, but he, he's doing some things, some, some suddenly, he's doing some the, the miraculous. Uh, people are coming into uh, uh, wealth and this. But you have to know what to do with the wealth. And it's not to lavish it upon ourselves. Um, but like you said, it's about a whole community and blessing others, being a blessing to others. You know, the children of this world, the Bible says, are a wiser. And the Bible even goes on to call us selfish. You know, we don't even think. We can't think big. We think too small. But, uh, you know, there's there's a whole lot in this book, and I I really would like to go on, but I can't. Uh, Time is of the essence, and um, I still need to ask Brother Mark, because he purchased the book, I must, and I must uh, order a copy for my pastor and uh, 
and uh, my bishops so that they can get a hold of this book and uh, be able to um, read the book for themselves. Praise God. I thank God that, uh, Bishop, uh, that you're here, and I know that you have to go. Is there anything that uh, you want to say? Is there any question that you might have uh, for Apostle Short tonight? Maybe they're short. Can you hear me? Uh, I was asking Bishop if he had anything that he might want to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gets off because I know that he has to go. Bishop Palman, are you there? Yes, I, I, I am here, Prophetess, and I've just been sitting back and listening and uh, enjoying the, uh, the Word of God coming from an apostle. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. Is there anything, any questions you might have? I know you hadn't gotten the book, but I promise you I will get you that book, you and Pastor. And, um, but is there anything that you want to interject at this point, anything you might want to say to Apostle at this point? Uh, no, nothing more than, than looking forward to, uh, to having a copy of the book myself and 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 read it and uh, let it you know bless bless me as we we uh, share with other people and bless them. Uh, most importantly, we pray that God bless him uh, as he goes forward and that this book will, will be a blessing to to everybody that that read it and hear about it and um, that God will continue to, to use him uh, for such a time as, as this. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Praise so grateful for that. Amen. I received that. I received. May and I, I ask? Um, yes, sir. May, well, I I'm, ask I'm, I'm, uh, ask, may I ask that you ask Bishop if I may release a word, a brief word to him? Surely. Bishop Holman, um, Apostle needs to know whether he can release a word to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I just, I believe in order I wanted to ask whether it was after, if you preferred me to pass it or over the phone, uh, nothing embarrassing or anything. Just as your voice was going forth, uh, the Lord began to say to me, he said to tell you that your voice has now gone into the north and your voice has now gone into the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are already covering some areas of east and west. But God says, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some places in the north and some places in the south. So I heard a sound of victory over some things you've been praying and a sound of victory for the next dimension of where God's going to take you. And so God says, be encouraged. Be strengthened and know that these next seven days, God is going to be downloading to you some various things concerning vision, uh, to look at your vision again because it's about to enlarge. That's the word of the Lord to you, sir. God bless you. Well, thank you, sir, and I received that. I received that. Thank you. 
Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. I thank God. I thank God for uh, Apostle being obedient to give that word out to Bishop. Praise God. Uh, And, you know, when Bishop came up and and as he began to speak as well, um, you know, the Spirit of the Lord told me even before he, uh, I called him, even before, he said, Mm -hmm. uh, once he gets on to the broadcast and he begins to speak, what happens is, see, God will throw your voice out. Uh, it's gone out to the world. It's gone out into many countries. Uh, some may not hear it tonight. Some may hear it tomorrow. Some may hear this over the next few months. Uh, some may not hear it for another year. However, your voice is now out in the world. I'm telling you, what Apostle said to you also is confirmation. Thank and praise God uh, that you would yes. look at that vision again. Glory to God. I believe God is getting ready to bless you, Bishop, like never before. I believe that he's given you all of Oak County. Hallelujah. I believe that God is telling me, has told me, he says, he does not know all that he's going to be. Glory to God. Oh, Bishop, you walk in such a powerful anointing. I sit under you. I watch you from Sunday to Wednesday. Glory to God. And I can see how God is elevating you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. God, I bless God for sitting under a man of integrity. I see how God is blessed in the secular. He walks in a kingly and a priestly anointing. And uh, I bless God. For that, uh, not very many do. Glory mm-hmm. to God, because He's influential, influential Amen. in the secular world and in the gospel world. Glory yes. to God. So it's a big blessing. Uh, I believe you know God has smiled on you. Glory to God. Such a humble, yes. humble bishop. And Brother Mark is here, and 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 Brother Mark prays yes. for you every night, Bishop. Every night. Every single night. Every night. So I bless God that he has it in his heart to pray for the ministry. And uh, and every time I see something, I say, oh, Brother Mark, we get answered prayer. God is changing things. Everything is so good. Oh, we had a good time, blah, 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 blah. And he looks at the uh, uh, streaming as well. I mean, Brother Mark has been on this broadcast for the past, what, four Five years almost, and he's still hanging in there. He's a truck driver, but he he comes in and he helps out every night. So it's a big blessing all around. Praise God. And thank you, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I consider it an honor, and I consider it an honor to uh, to hold this interview. I got first crack at this book. I said uh, to Apostle, I said, before TBN or any one of the other, Daystar or anybody else calls you, I want to be the first. And so he agreed. God, I thank God. Uh, They can have him after. But we have worked together uh, on this broadcast and on other broadcasts, and he's always been the same, never changed. And so I thank God for his spirit. Thank God for what he has placed in him. I respect uh, the anointing in him, respect the God in him, 
And uh, and I thank God for him being here tonight. Now, Bishop, if you want to drop, you can go ahead and do so. It, it, no um, no problem. I realize that you you have to be off. But thank you once again. And uh, I know right, Pastor Deborah is. couldn't thank be here you. tonight. Thanks. But uh, we have women's conference coming up, and I want everybody to continue to pray uh, for the women's conference. We continue to pray for the uh, speakers as well. Glory to God. I know we're going to have a high time in the Lord. All right. Well, uh, Prophet Jones, but before we go, have the bishop have he prayed? I was late getting on. May I might be uh, out of no. order. I might be no, out of order, but I I was late getting on. Oh, that's all right, Mother. You know, I appreciate you, and I love you. You do this. You're very faithful to this broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I want to move right along and ask uh, Brother Mark if he has any other, he has, I believe, two questions, and I'm going to limit it at this time because we've already passed uh, 1033, and... uh, I know Pastor has to travel, so let's move right along. Brother Mark, go right ahead. Okay. The uh, only question, uh, Providence Messiah covered it a little bit, but I just wanted to know, because you used to be a friend of mine, and uh, just to share with you a little bit about me, I actually have seen God, Shekinah Glory, praise God, because I used to work uh, through Lot Carey at Shaw University in North Carolina. And working with children, uh, uh, praise God, I was allowed to be a part of uh, several major miracles that took place there, uh, where God used uh, a group of children that we taught them about prayer and everything, to make a long story short, and they went back home and prayed for the entire island, of the, the, the major island of, of the Dominican Republic, and God completely redeemed that island back to the parents of those that belong to those children, and the people were forever grateful for that. That was one, and um, just other th- different things that happened. God allowed me to see a, uh, be a part of a miracle where we prayed for a, uh, the, the adults stayed up, and we prayed for each other. I prayed for a child uh, being returned because the child had gotten abducted, and God delivered the child, and the child was returned back to the father. And everything was exactly the way I prayed at the end of, the, end of that prayer. Everything was exactly that way when the man, the gentleman got off the bus. Uh, and the question that I had was, is why is it that we're not seeing, because me and a friend of mine, me and a gentleman, me and my grandpa used to pray about it all the time. Why is it we're not seeing these miracles more here in this country, in, in our churches, per se? Well, I would have to say, uh, not being uh, a concrete answer, meaning I only, I'm the only answer, uh, but through some of the things that we've seen, uh, is somewhere in what we're doing with God. So I'll use this uh, representation. Moses misrepresented God at a time uh, that God needed him to stand up for him. And we've had many cases, like many small cases where we misrepresented God when he wanted to come in. We programmed when God wanted to come in. We canceled Mm. services that God wanted to have. We moved Mm. uh, messengers for friends. 
And so we didn't see miracles or moves of God, but greatly our relationships. Uh, lots of men of God, those who are seeking, their relationships with God are poor. Because after all wow. of the great miracles, the glorious part about the glory is that he says, in my presence is the fullness of joy. So that means even while fullness of joy, the things that he just did, he brought me back into the fullness of joy, into the glory of God. And so that simply means okay. I now have a relationship to communicate with him. So people are doing miracles but not communicating. <laughs> is that uh, unity? Does that have something to do with the unity? Because I'm always crying out about uh-huh. that. If you get someone who really has a relationship and has a passion, they'll do it with five people. They don't care about no 200. That's they'll get those five healed. Hallelujah. And then the next night, teach those five how to heal with demonstration and then send them out back to their local churches in proper order and healing during their ministry time. Not during the service, their ministry time. Because we don't see a lot of miracles too because people have ministry. They're blaming the pastor instead of when you're out on Monday through Friday, you should be doing the ministry that God gave you. Mm-hmm. I'm it. not saying that you, you you go say that you are a bishop on Monday through Friday. I'm saying you go out and do the work of the Lord. Do the work of the okay. Lord and watch God do great wonders and miracles. Then you come back and sit in the house and obey uh, obey leadership, follow the rule of God, and yeah. then begin to pray for that service. And once you start praying for your own service, woo, it won't be long. That's called ushering it in. Sometimes we don't well, have enough what, ushers. That's what I'm praying. That's what I'm praying for because I want to see it happen more. I want to see. I want to see God's eternal glory more. I'm always crying out. I want to see that more. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> tell you, start searching through the scriptures. Let Him give you some scriptures, and then once you get those scriptures, you just keep keep speaking those scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then start start ushering it in with love. Start ushering it with love, and it's gonna begin probably with family, the family that know how to click your button. <laughs> and yep. It ain't gonna work the first time. It's not gonna work the first time. It's always working, but it ain't gonna work to your mind or to the natural. Uh-huh. They're gonna get you one or two times, mm-hmm. but there should be an improvement okay. that you identify. That I got mad in two minutes, so I had to go <laughs> okay. with my sister like that until mm-hmm. I got down uh, to it. Took it take my sister. It, she'd have to stay for months before she could begin to get to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you work on something that's big in you because you're. In order to give love, you first got to work on it in the place that people know your your tight place, your rough place, or just family. God's assigned them to you to irk you, to Amen. see what's in you that has not come out of you yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that when God sends you somewhere, you'll be qualified to usher it. All right. Because I know I ran into one situation just to just talking to you as you as listening to you as I was talking. It was a pastor that I met when I was uh, doing a trucking job over in Virginia Beach. 
And the old man told me, he said, God didn't put everything in you you need. Because I, I was crying with him. We were talking about unity. Hallelujah. And I, we was crying out about that. And, and the man said, he, he said he had to catch the bus, unfortunately. And um, make a long story short, he said that God didn't put it in you what you already need. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. I kept praying. I'm like, because he had to get on the bus. And I said, God, what was he talking? What did he mean by that? What, what's the answer? What's the answer? And then finally, God used Providence Messiah, and I found it is the it was the word, it was the word. Keep sharing and preaching the word. I thank mm-hmm. God for that much. But I just want to see I want to see God Shekinah glory that much more. I want Let God me ask to you a question. Something. Let me ask you a quick question. All right. You said he had to get on the bus. Yeah, the old man, because he, he was on, it was a city bus. He had to go back to the, his uh, uh, senior citizen place. We was okay. eating lunch. He had to get on the bus. But you haven't seen him mm. again. No, I haven't. I'm going to tell you this. What you uh-huh. crying for, you just got. That was an angel. You just you just saw glory. God sent the angel of the Lord to you. The angel of the Lord came to you and told you you got it all in you. It was just an instruction to usher it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just got your first level of glory. You had an encounter with an angel. Amen. Yes. Old man. Yes. Here's a, here's a revelation. Yes. Old man, you teach when you're well seasoned and gray hair. So mm-hmm. here comes as a seasoned and well old gray hair man. You always uh-huh. hear those stories when it comes under glory. It was an old man who would just sit in the corner. Uh, my spiritual father, yes. one of those stories, he would sit in the corner and just wait and wait. People would have church, and then he would know. He would know exactly when the glory of the Lord hit or when uh-huh. the angel hit the house. And he would get up and he'd say, the glory's here. Everything would stop, and you would see a move of God. Amen. So I'm telling you, God's prepping you. Stay in the instruction. Stay in the instruction. Okay. Keep ushering and work on love. It just means it's time. Get some things out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I believe I uh, uh, you're confirming some things that I shared with him also. Yes, Um, sir. That's good. You already already done talked over some things that me and Providence Messiah was talking about before the broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
so that we can see the greatest of what God wants to do. But if we never put order, when God comes, God comes for order. So he's placing your life in alignment of order so that you can now see the message is good, the thing is good, I've encountered an angel. Now, does my things in the natural line up? Am I in a good faith-based place to receive the word of God? Do I have a safe Mm -hmm. place to go to, come out of? You want to be conscious of those things as you you prepare for glory. Because not everyone makes it. Not everyone makes it. A lot of people experience glory, but they don't become glory carriers. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. That's it, Father George. That's it. Some, I just got through telling them the other day. Some of us are glory carriers. That's right. Hallelujah. Yep. And there's requirements to that. In order to carry glory, there's requirements. Just like you're called. You're called, but you got to be chosen. That's right. So that your container, see, some carry a vessel, some carry a container. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how much is ushered in. And the the thing I used to always say when I got started with glory was God would me. tell me, just get my toe, just get my toe in the place. If you can mm-hmm. get the people to worship enough to get my finger in the place, it's glory. Okay. But the mm-hmm. measure of that glory will change by how much of my presence or body enters the room. And so I had to work with that. And the requirements was as I began to work with being able to get a toe or a finger, and when I finally got a leg in, oh, my God, then God required more of me. One thing you have to remember that's a requirement to the glory, God starts to require more of you. As you require more of him, he requires more of you, more alignment, more order. More upright. Okay. Praise God. Amen. You're right on there, Apostle. Yep. You are right on there. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, there with Brother Mark also, and the place that he is. Praise God. Uh, you got to be settled. You got to be settled. Um, just, you just can't go to different churches. You, you pick up different spirits. You pick up different things and. And I don't want to discuss that, but I just wanted to to, to say that you're right on it because sometimes we, we think certain things are good for us, but it's not. But like I said to him the other night, I have something to release you, but I cannot release it now because you're not ready for it. Um, and sometimes people think that you're just uh, being mean or maybe... You know, you know something you don't want to say, but no, everything has to do with timing. But I'm glad that you came along tonight and shared that and uh, released that to him. I don't know if he caught yes, it. Right. I don't know if he caught it. I sure hope he did, because people don't talk to you. See, see, love, uh, correction. You have to love people to correct them. That's that's the key. If you don't love a person, you cannot correct them. That's right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we say we love our children, but we don't correct them. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. Love if we don't correct them. Mm-hmm. See? So 
I'm glad that the apostle was able to address that issue. Thank you, apostle. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Now, uh, Brother Mark, I know that we're going to have to do this interview in half, another half. I believe that uh, 601597, is that Apostle Mallory? Are you there? 601597? All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, wait one second. Somebody else is here. Just welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're about to close it out. But before we do, I want to ask Apostle to pray for the people and um, uh, just to, to pray for them. Amen. Yeah. Speak a word over the line, over the broadcast. That's it, and I'm done. And, of course, to do the uh, open invitation to Christ, and we don't want to be long, because, like I said, it's 1049, and uh, I don't want to keep uh, Apostle over the time. We should have gotten off already, but praise God. I enjoyed this interview. What about you? Is everybody all Amen. right? Is everybody... late coming on but I have enjoyed and it was it was just so amazing. I just enjoyed what you explained and everything. 
And like, uh, particularly like when you explain, if you're not on a good leadership, you not you will not learn learn as much as you're supposed to. And that is so true, because in a lot of churches, they are not teaching what they are supposed to teach for the congregation to grow and and get closer to the Lord. But I have enjoyed. It was good. Amen. Yes. Yeah. God. And Apostle, um, Apostle Short, you know, she went to Sunday, she went over to uh, the church. This is the lady that went to the church, and uh, that she did not uh, see you. However, she had enjoyed the service and everything else, and she didn't yes. know what you looked like. She didn't have your book. But, oh. Um, yeah, so but decided- I, am, I am my son, my two sons, and his friends. Right, we sure came there, and I enjoyed it. it was good, but uh, after the preaching, uh, I didn't see you, uh, and your name wasn't on this, uh, the program. It was another lady on on this program. That's why uh, I said, well, he's not here, because uh, after the preaching, don't you remember, after the preaching, uh, there was another pastor, but there was a lady. It was a lady. Yes, uh, Parker. Yeah. And that Parker, yeah. Right. She's she's one of her spiritual mothers too. Where that was my spiritual daughter that was leading, uh, which was uh, Pastor Belinda Jones, and that was her husband. He was doing his trial sermon. I was in the blue suit. Oh, you was in the blue suit. Yeah, I came oh, by. Yeah. That's why I went out to the car because I thought about it and I said, well, maybe. You know, they can't get to me at the pulpit. Maybe they'll see me go out the door because uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what you looked like also. So Right. I didn't uh, know what you looked like. Yeah. And I, I'm so sorry. So I told my sons and them, I said, now, they're supposed to have his name, you know, you were supposed to be next, but you, your name was not that. It was that lady. But uh, I tell you, I struggled to get them there. <laughs> I sure did. But, you know. Wow. We go to pray for God. God, you know what? God is still in the working business. Hallelujah. He'll honor that. He'll honor that you came. So, yes. Definitely. Just tell the Lord to put it up before him. He always blesses us for effort. Yes, he does. Yes. Yes. And maybe next time when you come to Raleigh, I will be there, and and I'm going to ask. If I don't see you, know what you look like, I'm going to ask. Yeah, just ask. <laughs> Tell them to go and get me. Yeah. And get not because you ask not. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, ask for me. Yeah. All right. But I all enjoy right. And, and but, uh, uh, All right, Mother. I uh, and I'm going to. Go ahead now. Go. Go I ahead. just get so happy. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Well, who the, who else do we have that didn't say anything? Um, I didn't say anything. All right, go ahead, but, Mother Mother uh, Bessie. Go ahead. I I enjoyed the service tonight. It was good, and he was just walking all through my life as I grow in the Lord and give up things for God. And God add other new things in my life. And I just thank God for what I've heard tonight. 
and I've been on Block Talk for the last maybe seven seven years or something like that. And I just thank God for Block Talk. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Bless God. Bless God for each and every one of you tonight that came out in support. Uh, 601-597, are you there? All right. Okay, Evangelist Elaine, are you there? Yes. yes. All right. Is there anything that you wanted to share or ask? A question to Apostle? Oh, oh, there's nothing to I will ask, but I just thank God for Him. Um, there are certain things in my really thoughts that He has opened up, especially for the miracle thoughts that he have really bring um that was so really inviting that was so interesting it was so pleasing mm-hmm. i learned a lot about america because um i have heard a piece of time that god don't really do miracles miracles come from our top so this was really interesting to know mostly about Miracle, because um, sometimes we we wait upon a on miracle and we we never see the miracle because we said there is no miracle. But when he really bring to that really explanation about how you receive miracle, that give me an opener. That make a breakthrough for me. That give me an opener eye. So I am thankful for the messenger. And may God continue really using him as you use him tonight. God bless his soul and everything that really concern him. God bless. Amen. Yes. That's the name of the Lord tonight for all that was said and done. Uh, and I want to I want to say to you, go out, go get the book. Get the book. The name of the book is In Pursuit of God's Glory, written mm-hmm. by Apostle David J. Short. And uh, that book is only $0.25. Now, it's $20 for the book, but it's $2.75 for shipping and handling. That is not too much to ask for all of the testimonies that I've seen in this book. Healing, people being healed from Alzheimer's, uh, people being healed from cancer, people being healed uh, from AIDS, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, different things that the Lord is using Apostle David J. Short to do. In he season. can do it. Glory to God. Yes. And uh, uh, praise God, you know, there's uh, so many different things. I won't get into all of it, but there's so many different people there from Greenville, South Carolina, someone that has scoliosis. And mm-hmm. Glory to God, but uh, receive healing. Uh, glory to God. He said when Apostle Short came to the School of Wisdom and Higher Learning in East South Carolina, he said he was going mm-hmm. to pray for our healing. And as the man of God began to pray, the power of God came on me and I could heal and I could feel my spine untwisting. Mm. Amen. Ooh, starting at the middle of my back, 
on down to the lower back. And this, these are the things that I tell you about. These are the things that I share with you guys um, that God does. Hallelujah. Yes. God is still mm-hmm. in the miracle-working business. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a miracle worker. He's yep. using, like Apostle J. Short. Uh, why? Because he's obedient. See, God is looking for obedience. There's two things that God looks for, your faith, your obedience, and the knowledge of his word, because without his word, you can't pray to God. You can go give him some, you know, little, oh, Lord, I feel tired today. You know, yeah, okay. But when you begin to give God his word back, when you begin to to give him his word, he, he has to respond to his word. There are three things that he responds to that I know of, and that is obedience, his word, and your faith. Because he said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Glory to God. So, 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 so you have to expect when you pray. And when you pray, Amen. believe that you've already received. You see, I don't Amen. know what takes Christ so long to get it. didn't take me long to get it. I got it. Glory to God. Amen. I got it and began I'm, to walk in it too. I'm getting it. Hallelujah. I thank God for the way he even explained tonight the template of your leader until God gives you what he needs for you to have for your own. Glory to God. And tonight, again, go out. Uh, Matter of fact, you have to, um, you'll have to go to moremiraclesnow at gmail.com and uh, pay for your book. It is $22.75. Listen, you can go to the dollar store and you can rack up $20, $40, $50 in a minute. To purchase a book for $20 is all I'm asking. Please, get the book. And so the next time that Apostle comes back to the broadcast, you're more familiar with the book, you have questions, and, and you're allowed to ask questions. Once you have that book, glory to God. Well, I bless the name of the Lord, Pastor Short, tonight, and I speak into his life that he will write more books, many other books. There's a second book out and coming. I prophesy that he is going to write another book shortly. Glory to God. I prophesy that he would travel all around the world. Glory to God. I see, when you go around the world... When you go into the place, a tangible anointing, you cannot go to people mm-hmm. in Syria and Iraq and Iran and tell them, do you believe my Jesus? Do you want to know my Jesus? They'll run you out of there or kill you. You better have a tangible anointing. You better have something that when they look at you or when they see what is taking place, they say, truly, God is in you. Amen? Praise the Lord our God. God bless you, Apostle Short. And I thank you so, so very much. Thank Lady Rianda Short tonight for loaning you to us tonight uh, to do this interview. And uh, I count myself blessed to be able to do the very first interview. Uh, Amen. If anyone contacts me about the book, I will give you the um, email address uh, where you can pay by PayPal or Cash App, I believe, um, so that you can have your book. Amen. Get the book. Mm-hmm. And this is all around the world. 
wherever you might be tonight. Brother Francis, you're in London. Get the book. More Miracles Now at gmail.com. More Miracles Now at gmail.com. And the name of the book is In Pursuit of God's Glory. Just drop him a line, drop him a note, uh, your address, where you send it to, uh, pay that money, and get your book. I'm telling you, this book is just off the chain. Glory to God. You, you have an opportunity to read about some things that you've never seen before, that you would love to see. Glory to God. We bless the name of the Lord once again. Hallelujah for what he's done, what he's about to do in the lives of his people. And I feel that on this broadcast tonight, glory to God, there's some people, uh, glory to God, but God has done some things for you in the realm of the spirit. You, won't, you probably won't experience it tonight, but you probably would experience it sometime tomorrow or during the week. But mm-hmm. he's done something on this broadcast tonight. Glory Amen. to God. Yeah. the Lord tonight. For those of you who do not know Jesus and the part of your sins tonight, I ask you, where would you rather spend eternity? Would you rather spend eternity with Jesus the Christ? Uh, or would you rather spend eternity in hell? That is made profit. Hallelujah. Satan and his people. Amen. Praise the Lord our God. Would you rather burn for eternity? Or would you rather live with Jesus for eternity? Where would you rather be? If God were to call you tonight, if he were to snatch your breath tonight, where would you spend eternity? Something to think of. Glory to God. I'm very raw with this thing. But you know that the Bible says that he's not willing that any should perish. But at mm-hmm. all, the repentance. So tonight I say to you, repent. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Every one of you means every one of you. Glory to God. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Bible declares that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. After you have repented, of your sins. In the name of Jesus, and you ask him in his son's name, he will forgive you. He will abundantly pardon you. Glory to God. He died for you. And you don't have to work with salvation. It's free. It's a free gift. But you must ask. You must repent of your sins. Glory to God. He says he'll come in, he'll sup with you, and you will sup with him. Glory to God. And ask him to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost with fire. Glory to God. So that you can do the extraordinary things for God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I pray that uh, if anyone heard the message tonight, if anyone heard about the miracles tonight, that they would believe that God is yet a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. And that you would give your life to Christ tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, he promised that he would give you pastors after his own heart. That would raise you up in the truth. God, And that's what we need. We need truth and we need knowledge of him. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if anyone has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as their Savior, as their Lord, and being Lord over their lives, glory to God. You know, just know that all of heaven rejoice over one sinner that comes to Christ. And to the backslider, if you come back to the Lord, glory to God. He will in no wise cast you out. Glory to God. Just be like the prodigal son and come on back. Prodigal sons and daughters, come on home. There's still room for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God bless you tonight. And thank you once again, Apostle Short, uh, for giving me an opportunity to um, share with the world in pursuit of God's glory by Apostle David J. Short. God bless you. And to everyone, thank you once again. And as we say here, love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And I say nighty, night, night. We'll see you tomorrow night, night, God willing. 10 o'clock tomorrow night. All right. God bless you. Night, night. Night, night. Good night, Brother Mark. Good night, Pastor Short. Good night, Mother Beulah. Good night, Mother Eula. Good night, Mother. Good night. 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 Good night.